Hi, I'm Cassie. And I'm Mariah. And this is the Cassie and Mariah Show, a podcast where two long-distance internet friends, that's us, discuss navigating their 20s through disability and chronic illness. Mariah, what's up? How are you surviving Arctic Blast U.S. Takeover 24? <laughs> it's the craziest U.S. tour since the Beatles. <laughs> um... It's been, you know, I honestly, like, can't remember the last time that it snowed in New Jersey. It must have been 2022, like, very early, or, like, even 2021, because, like, last year, yeah, no, yeah, because last year, 2023, we did not have one single snow day. We haven't had, like, a decent snow day where, like, schools closed and, you know, people had delayed openings in a while, and... I honestly was kind of to the point where I was like, what if it never snows here ever again? Because of that, like, we really haven't been getting much snow the past couple of years. Um, so now that we've had, like, some, like, even when I see my phone and it says, like, the degrees outside is, like, 18, I'm like, wow, I can't remember it being this cold, like, in a long time. So, um, as somebody that loves the snow, I am enjoying it. I do really like the uh, I like to chill I like watching the flurries fall I like honestly not having a reason to go anywhere um I like being able to you know go outside with Caden and he likes to jump around in the snow I love seeing like the critter footsteps in the snow and I just really enjoy it um today is a day where there's not a single cloud in the sky but we it did snow yesterday it was a little bit of a blizzard um some icy conditions and stuff like I was gonna go to the gym last night but I walk out to my car and there's just a like a thin layer of ice on my street where like if I, I could stand there and if I move my feet without holding on to anything, I would have ate shit. Like I really would have just slipped. So um, I decided to not go anywhere last night and just hung out. Um, today's just, it's thawing out a little bit just because there's no clouds. It's, it's pretty sunny today, but it's still cold. It's still like less than 20 degrees. Um but yeah I mean I don't really know if we're gonna even get more snow like this upcoming week or weekend because I know you guys are going through like a bit of a frost over there so I was just wondering if that was like moving over to like the east but I don't really think it is or at least not yet I think it was moving um the because it was like basically I'm if I remember right it was like one of those polar vortex things where it comes down from Canada which is why it covered the whole country mostly right Um, so you guys got actual snow though yeah like it was snow and then there was some rain that turned to ice and then it's more snow again but it wasn't a lot of snow like it's definitely not anything more than a foot um oh, i'm sorry more than a foot so you got inches of snow though yes oh well, i would say like maybe six inches oh, I mean, give or that's, take. that's significant wow well you know what it is when i was younger we would get like sometimes we would get feet so that's why like anything less than anything around like six inches to me personally isn't a lot of snow wow but like because i remember when i was younger being outside and being like you know i'm you know obviously you're smaller but like at least it's like up to my shin like at least a foot but now it's definitely i would say i like i mean maybe i would say between like three to six inches of snow but i know like most of it is ice um and, uh, yeah, like, there really wasn't a lot of, um, like, yeah, the, the roads weren't horrible, but I guess it's just more of the ice being slippery and black ice and things like that. 
wow. I'm just, I'm just amazed because basically most of ours was ice. Um, when the storm first came in, we got a little bit of snow, which is why it is white outside. But other than that, like it's been, it was, it's been freezing rain for days and. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And so today it's finally like the sun's out, but, and things are dripping finally. Um, <clears throat> but it just is, it hasn't been getting it like the ground is so frozen and the stuff on the ground is so frozen that it's like taking forever to actually thaw out um yeah here we um in Oregon we really um we only get like it, it, it it's usually under six inches if we're gonna get oh, snow okay. um in fifth grade we had three and a half feet completely random Wow. Um, and then when I was in the hospital uh, for my two-week spine stay, um, Portland got a foot of snow. But when those things happen, it's, like, pretty, like, dram- like dramatic, like, breaking news, like, you right. know, because we don't usually get that much. Um, and it's, like, people are, like, looking at the videos of Portland and, like, making fun of drivers for not knowing how to, like, drive in winter conditions and stuff. But it's, like, this isn't just, like, snow. It's black ice. Yeah, it's ice. ice. Um, and we had – and it was black ice and, like, freezing rain with blizzard conditions for most people. Um, and so it was – I mean, it was, like, 60-mile-an-hour winds – plus the ice on the trees and so it's like yeah there were trees coming down all over Portland and um you know just anywhere that was being affected by the storm and so it's like I've never seen so like there are more stories of trees going through people's houses than the news can cover it's not like one freak story it's like no it's like literally like 30 40 plus homes have been obliterated by trees going through them plus it's like every time like people were without power for like six days um I haven't left the house since before we last recorded a week ago (laughs) um and uh grocery stores were having to like throw everything out that was perishable yeah because of power um, going out because of power going out and then they of course couldn't get deliveries because of the ice and especially because um, our wind was coming down through the gorge, which is a main trucking route, and so um, that really didn't help. And um, yeah, it's just been pretty miserable. Um, quite a few people have died from hypothermia, from trees falling, other freak accidents. Like it's been pretty bad. Um, and yeah, it's just been very wild to witness. And here I am over here have not lost power we didn't get the wind at all we're just iced in but i'm over here like wah i want chocolate covered pretzels <laughs> wah i want caesar salad like we have plenty of food like i said we didn't lose power we're totally fine but i'm still being a whiny baby when there are people out there dying cassie get a grip <laughs> <laughs> i mean like you know, even here, I don't, I know there's, I, I've watched the news with a couple things going on, like, with, um, I don't really think any power outages, but, like, trees or, you know, ice, people sliding, cars sliding and stuff, like, I've seen some of that, I've seen, I love the videos of people that are, like, busting out, like, skis and ice skates, oh like, going God. down the roads yeah. and stuff, I, they are kind of nice, um, but, you know, I, I, 
I really don't know too much that's going on really honestly because I've been so invested in like my audiobooks like I'm so invested in a different world <laughs> I mean that's um, good sometimes I mean I think it's just because like you know I like having the excuse to not do anything or go anywhere like I, I love just being able to like oh the weather's shitty time to just hang out at home and play video games like you know I'll watch some stuff with the news because like weather or just like you know stuff in the my like local environment things but um i really don't uh i think i think for the most part we've been okay over here um i I think it's just because the snow you know like i feel like it's really it's more snowy than it is icy yeah that definitely helps because i feel like we don't i mean like we'll have some like it's usually the ice that like screws up our power because obviously it's like if it's knocking down trees the trees are taking down the power lines right like um, and then also it's just the ice on the power lines. Like our power has been flickering basically the past week, um, but not ever knocking out. And I think it's literally just from ice on the lines or from the heavy branches weighing on the lines. Um, but it was like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people were without power. They would get a bunch of people restored. Then we would get another wave of ice and wind that would knock them back out. It was so bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it's like they really couldn't keep up. And then because of telephone poles getting knocked down, they didn't have enough cranes to be able to get certain ones back up. Um, and then the cranes, when they finally got them in, were sliding off the road because the road hadn't melted. It was so bad. Um, oh, my God. I think we're finally coming up on the end of things. Things are thawing out a little bit more. Um, Portland was pretty bad again yesterday. Um I mean, basically anything and everything has been closed for the past week. Um, but yeah, I think tomorrow we're finally going to venture out and just try to get groceries because I, and I can't stop adding snacks. I'm going to have to give you a snack haul um, because <laughs> it's, I can't stop because I'm just like, again, I had plenty of just like normal food stuff to get through, but like, I don't really like eating lunch. I'm kind of over breakfast. <laughs> I lo- I'm a good I'm a good dinner eater but otherwise the rest of the day I'm like kind of snacky kind of I don't know like I'll just I don't know I just scavenge <laughs> things up <laughs> we're and foraging yes foraging yes pretty much and so it's like um I'm out of a lot of my usual snacks and so it's like I've I've added new lots of new snack like I just can't because I'm like you know, we, nowadays, we get most of our winter weather, like, January, February, sometimes into March, so I'm, like, I'd rather just, like, stockpile a bunch of, I mean, it's all shelf-stable, you know, just pantry snacks, so it's, like, I'd rather just stockpile a bunch of stuff right now, because I'm, like, I'll eat it either way before it expires, and, um, and it's, like, I just don't want to go through another storm, without good snacks damn it i get that no i feel that right now because like i ate like a whole bag of sour cream and onion chips the other night and i was like fuck those are my chips for the storm and i ate them all already <laughs> like i've been snacking down all my stuff even like my cups of soup i'm trying to and, I, and then i try to like like ration stuff and i'm like oh my god mariah like just eat the fucking candy bar because i was like i ate, like my sugary snacks like my my candy yes. snacks i'm like oh man 
I have I no know, more weed we, left. I'm dying over here. And we started running out of like um, ingredients to make. Like we were making like Rocky Road candy, which is like chocolate covered nuts and marshmallows basically mm. um, and stuff like that. And we just started like running out of all of our baking stuff. And we're like, come on, can't a girl have a treat in this storm? Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, the... The whole thing has been very interesting. And I mean, we also didn't expect to be frozen in this long. And so I think that True. really, yeah. you know, it's like they were like, oh, we'll thaw out by Wednesday. Well, then we'll thaw out by Thursday. Then we'll thaw out by Friday. And yeah. it's like, here we are. It's Saturday. You know, it's been a week of this shit. And we're only just now starting to think about venturing out. Um, so... We will see how it goes. I think it'll be fine. I think enough people have been out and about driving in it at this point that yeah. it's broken up a lot of the stuff. And since we didn't get anything new really yesterday in terms of damage and extra ice and stuff, it's like I think we're finally coming out of it and hopefully we don't have... Like, I wanted a normal snow day. That was the worst part. There was nothing fun to watch. It was dumping freezing rain it was yeah you know I love to sit and stare out the window and watch but it's like no it's like being frozen in an icy hell is not not my winter snow day dream but right um but I mean I feel grateful that I work remotely because I mean that does make me go a little less stir crazy um and it's also been giving me a lot of routine which has been really helpful you know, I was really nervous before I started my job just in terms of like, you know, like working full time and school full time is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and people were like, are you going to be able to do that? And I've actually had no issue at all. Um, and so I'm feeling very good about that. And then um, last week when I was in the office, I there happened to be some people from my school who came through to meet with the representative I work for um because my school's in her district and um the person I was talking to was like oh are you getting credit for working here and I was like no I didn't think that was an option because I'm not an intern she was like no you can get credit for just like actually working and so um I she connected me with a professor who like oversees like political science like credit stuff and um and he sent me more info yesterday and basically I could get up to 12 credits for my job, which is absurd. I thought he was going to say four. Right, <laughs> like, just one, like class. one class. Yeah. yeah. And instead he said 12 because of how many hours it is. And plus I would need to write like 20 page paper for him. But um, Hey man, but, anything to graduate early. Uh, yes, so basically it's like that would knock off my whole spring term and I would graduate in March, which is completely unexpected and would be – I don't know, very cool, because my current job ends in March, and so if there's other opportunities in the legislature that I could easily transition into, yeah. that would be amazing, but who knows? Um, I don't know. I was just like, damn, that's really cool. Like, I don't know how it's just, like, cool and exciting. Like, yes, there were other classes I was excited to maybe take, but um, I don't know. I, 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 I can always – there's – you know, learning doesn't start and end with school, you know? Oh, of course. Right. And, like, especially when in the job that you're currently in where you can learn so much, mm -hmm. like, still. And so it's kind of like, you know, why not? Exactly. Like, you know, if you're already literally taking the credits, if you're already essentially doing a 24-semester, like, 24-credit semester right now, like, 
uh, why not graduate early? Um, exactly. Would that change when you walk? No, no, because okay. commence, commencement's in June, and so, I mean, they would, basically, they'd probably just mail me my diploma um, sometime, but... Right. Um, no, because there's only, yeah, there's only the, at least I'm pretty sure there's only the once-a-year main commencement, and so I would still just do yeah. everything then. I know most colleges around here um, do, like, a, you know, summer graduation, and then also they do one for, like, the fall. Like, if you, you know, so, like, I had a friend that just walked, like, two weeks ago at oh, gotcha. a local university because she, like, her fall term was her last term. Um, so I wasn't sure what it would be like. But also, I, I assume, because like you guys are might... three. Yeah, you guys I feel three like semesters. there might be. Yeah, we're on a quarter system. Um, and so I feel like there might be some smaller ceremonies that happen throughout the year. But, like, I want to be part of the main big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so that would still be, I don't know, that would be so, so cool and exciting. Um, and yeah, other than that, um, unfortunately, the snow did cause my doctor's appointment to get postponed, um, because my doctor couldn't get there, I couldn't get there, so, um, I am looking forward to talking about adjusting my Lexapro, because my depression symptoms definitely are getting worse, um, not from the Lexapro, but just, I think, from me being used to it, like, it's not a high, high yeah. enough dosage, because it did help for a couple of weeks, and then it's, like, now it's, not help I mean it's still helping to some degree it's still not as bad as it was before but you know I'm just kind of like it, it is like especially like motivation and executive functioning has really been a challenge for me um which is frustrating so dude I feel that's so hard like that's kind of what I've been thinking this past week too is like my anxiety is like get, has been getting really bad again and I'm like dude it was like the first couple of weeks of being on Lexapro like it really did like curb a lot of what I was feeling and now it's, like, I'm, like, oh, my – and even, like, my time management, like, I, which is, like, having ADHD and anxiety, like, the time management is affected by both. But I was so certain, like, early, it's, like, you know, from, like, being on Lexapro that it was going to help with some time management. But, like, I feel like if – like, I feel like if I don't get, like, certain things done in a certain amount of time during the day, I'm, like, oh, my God, like, it causes me so much stress. Mm. And I'm, like, it's not even, like – worth it to be stressed about this like I don't know why I'm getting so like upset about like deadlines that I'm you know making up for myself essentially um and uh yeah I mean I just feel like you know I actually have my doctor's appointment next week to discuss my Lexapro and ADHD medications again and things like that so I'm definitely gonna be like yeah I would like to bump up the Lexapro and um you know talk about starting a non-stim ADHD medication because it's just getting like you get used to it and then you kind of like fall back into the same patterns and especially like the executive functioning mm-hmm. oh my god it's suffering so bad and like I know the weather also hasn't I been helping us say, either yeah you know I think we're in the thick of winter it is starting to stay lighter later and get lighter earlier again but and I will say that is the nice thing about it being white outside right now is I feel like that it's actually so bright. helps a lot yeah um and so I will miss that aspect, but no, I do think that we're in the thick of seasonal depression and that's not helping. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Like, and there's a, lot, there's a lot of other, like, contributing factors to it all, but I, I feel like it's just kind of like the ebbs and flows of, like, being on medication, you know, or at least in the beginning. And um, 
it's hard to not like really internalize it be like oh my god like i'm never gonna get better like oh my god it's like only gonna get worse and it's like no like it will get better like you're gonna be okay it's just like you you know you're gonna need the adjustment period and like you're gonna have to go through these adjustments and it's gonna be okay but it's just hard right now i will say too the i think the thing that i've been struggling with with regards to mental health is like in the past like there's always been a clear reason for why I feel the way I do and so I mean we know that depression is quite literally a chemical imbalance and like sometimes that's all it is like my life is going extremely well right now and I still feel like this and that's okay like you know I'm glad I'm getting the help that I need and I know that too it's like still me recovering from the past year and stuff and I have to try to remember that but it's like my life is so good right now I I don't know it's just like frustrating to not be able to enjoy it to the level that I that wish you want I could, to yeah but um but we're getting there yeah I get that I think that that's completely like valid you know to feel like that because I mean I'm kind of the same way where I'm like dude I love life right now like I'm chilling I'm doing great and I'm like oh man but like i'm constantly stressed and anxious about things that like don't even like exist in like my realm so it's hard it's definitely like a adjustment period yeah sorry i'm yawning so much oh my god i took my lexapro at like eight o'clock this morning so i've been incrementally moving it up you know Mm. i'm going to take it at 10 30 at night um so i think that's kind of what it's hitting me well because i think too is like i've been sleeping better like i I woke up at seven I woke up at 7.30 this morning. My alarm oh, usually goes off at 8.30. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll just, like, kind of, like, not hang out a bit. Not four in the morning. <laughs> not four in the morning. You know what it was? So m- one of my friends was like, have you looked up, like, the spiritual things of, like, waking up at that time and stuff? And you know what I was laughing at? If you wake up between, I think it was, like, between three and five, it means that your lungs are trying to tell you something. Like, <laughs> that's the organ that that time Jesus. relates to. And I'm like, bro, my lungs have been trying to tell me shit my entire life. Like, that's the last fucking organ that needs to talk to me. Oh, my God. Um, so I thought that was really funny. But, uh, yeah, I've been sleeping a lot better. Um, I've been able to, like, restfully sleep and trying to go to bed at, like, a reasonable hour. Um, and that's why I think, like, even audiobooks have been so, uh, so fucking awesome because I will just, like, lay in bed. I set the sleep timer on yep. Libby for 25 minutes. Yep. And I just lay there, and I shut my eyes. And, and I, I always off. fall asleep before that shit ends. Oh, and yeah, because I, I, no I, like, idea make a mental note <laughs> of, like, when... Well, like, I make a mental note of, like, the time frame I put my phone down. Like, mm. okay, if I set that timer at, like, four hours into the book, I'm like, I'll just, like, listen to this around four hours again because that's probably going to be what I remember hearing. Mm, yeah. Um, and, like, this book that I'm reading now, it's called Lapo- Lapvona by Atessa Majfei. And um, if you don't know any of, like, Atessa Majfei's work, she does, like, she does write a lot of, like, weird, like, sort of, like, gross things. Like, she mostly focuses on, like, kind of, like, the disgusting side of humanity, like, and, like, the imperfections of people. And she actually wrote this book beginning in lockdown, um, during quarantine because she was like oh it's like fascinating to me how somebody like Donald Trump how somebody like all these like higher ups get to choose like what us like peasants have to follow and the rules that we have to listen to like kind of just like this dynamic of like society and like you know government 
Um, so it's like the, the setting of the book is uh, like this medieval like fiefdom what it's called so it's like this village that um, there's like sheep herders there's farmers there's all these people then but like the mayor of the village like the lord he like lives in such like lavishness while like the town is dealing with a plague they're dealing with um, like famine and all of these like natural causes and there's this like witch that lives in the woods and it, it's pretty good so far it, it is like gross like there's some gross stuff but like I think that um it's just been such like a dynamic book so far that I'm like really enjoying kind of like almost like going to this village like before bed you know like oh yeah um and I did finish A Court of Thorns and Roses the first book so I did start to listen to the second one and that's another one where like it kind of takes you to a different place it takes you to a fantasy realm so I'm really enjoying like kind of li- listening to both books in tandem because they are like so different from from one another. Um, but yeah, I just like audiobooks have really been so like pleasant for me so far. Like I'm such an audiobook gal. I can't, I'm not a physical book girl. I love listening to an audiobook while I like make bracelets or like, well, I'm like brushing my teeth. Like it's kind of have replaced, I guess because like in a way finishing a book like, replaces, like, the serotonin that, like, getting a notification on social media would give me. Mm. So, like, it makes me not want to really go on my phone for, like, Instagram or things like that because, like, I'd rather, like, finish that audiobook. I'd rather have that gratification of, like, completing a whole, like, 15-hour book rather than, like, having, like, Instagram likes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) No, I feel that. I... I had fallen out of physical books for a minute there because I think I read so many that I then was like, okay, now I'm burnt out. Um, but I, there's something about school and required reading that makes me want to read my fun books. <laughs> um, and the book I'm reading right now, I believe it's called Hot Season. And, um, and it's actually uh, my friend, like a friend of my friend uh, wrote it. And it's like, it's like college age like they're like active they go to a school where there's like a lot of activism and like the stuff about a pipeline and all this stuff and I'm like I'm very into it because it's like I don't know there's a lot of like pop culture media type stuff these days that's like very much written from the perspective of people who see how terrible the world is and do absolutely nothing about it and want to feel better about themselves and instead this is totally written from the perspective of somebody who clearly knows stuff about community organizing um and so it's just like not cringy which is nice because I hate when people like write books or songs that are like I'm so powerless and I'm like you're literally a millionaire go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no you're not but like i know what you mean too or just like also like not romanticizing like the like oh we met at a protest and now we're in love it's like you well, know i think i'd take it <laughs> but only if it's not crazy. but only if i was gonna say only if it's like t- has some sort of like seriousness to it and it's yeah. not cringe um but yeah no i get that i'm glad you're in- i'm glad you're enjoying your book um Glad that we both have like fun books to enjoy right now. It's been very good. It's the reading season, you know? Sleepy girl rot reader season. I don't know. We said that if you're rotting, you're not reading. <laughs> did we say that? I think we did. We said we're not reading our books. We're scrolling on Instagram Reels. True. Okay, but here's the thing. Instagram Reels have not been hitting for me lately because they are all 
like gym rat stuff because I will save workout videos. <laughs> so like if I save a workout video because no. it's like, oh, easy dumbbell workouts yeah. to do at the gym. And I'm like, okay, I'll save this and I'll look at it later. Well, now my entire thing is like bodybuilding. And I'm like, I ain't trying to, I'm like, all right, I want to get ripped, but I'm not looking to like look like these men that do these shows, you know? So I'm like, my, so like Instagram reels like don't hit for me, but like my girl is always going to be YouTube shorts. Oh. I'm always going to eat a buffet of YouTube shorts because it's like I dentistry. I ate Instagram reels for lunch yesterday. I took <laughs> my lunch break and I watched Instagram reels for 35 minutes before <laughs> I thought maybe I should make food. Holy shit. No, like I, I mean, I guess because it's like, you know, whatever is tailored to you. But yeah, YouTube shorts gets, because it's like some girl that has her life together and she's like, my morning routine before work. She gets up at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. She'll make like a good breakfast for herself. She goes to the gym, comes home, takes a shower, does a full makeup routine, and then sits there and to start work at like nine o'clock. And I'm like, girl, the time management, the executive function, like you are slaying harder than like anybody right now. I'm envious. I'm envious of this. Like yeah. I, I roll out of bed. And I give myself, like, two hours to get ready, and I use up every second, and I have no idea where it even goes. Because yeah. by the end of those two hours, I'm, like, half ready. I'm, like, half done. No, I deleted Instagram Reels again because, uh, I mean, Instagram, I wish, oh, again, I wish, <laughs> I I wish could. you could turn off the Reels. Yeah, but, um, I, no, I had to delete it again because I was, like, I, again, when my depression's bad, like, that's, I know that I'm gonna keep wanting to do absolutely mindless stuff and it's like mm, what if you like did your homework what if you did something productive also what i've been doing this week is just like continuously applying for jobs and things of that nature i mean i had so what's new is that like i didn't even know that this was a thing it's like um they call it like a one-way interview where you record yourself answering the questions that they send you and you send that to the company and, and they essentially you know interview people that way um which is fascinating to me because I didn't know that that was a thing it's also I, this is a job I applied to I applied to on Indeed and Indeed is like very dynamic when it comes to their job applications and stuff because you apply for a job and then you get an email from that exact job that's like thank you for your application whatever and then Indeed will send you like testing like assessments that's like oh this job that you're interested in like is you know digital marketing and stuff so like they want you to take a digital digital marketing digital marketing assessment and you take the assessment it's like 20 minutes long it's like multiple choice questions and stuff and um you know then you the next step from there is like to do like a one-way interview and it's all oh like god the delivery driver is stuck in our driveway <laughs> his tires are spinning oh god Oh my god. Oh fucking Christ. I hear that. Plot twist, he hits my room. <laughs> Stress and anxiety I'm feeling on behalf of this person right now. Oh my god. God, I hear his tires. I just hate that his front wheels are pointed towards my bedroom right now. Okay, and now he's turning him back the other way. That would be great. What delivery he, driver is it? It's no... No plate. I mean, not no plate. Uh, No, no stickers. Yeah, it's just a white van. Why the fuck are people having to work in this shit? It's also a Saturday. We cleared our front. We cleared our front walkway, but you know what are we gonna do? Plow our whole fucking driveway? No. 
because we're not going anywhere. The ma- the mailman made it fine. This guy doesn't have chains. Especially for a delivery driver, you would think that they would have chains. And there's like nothing I could, I mean, I'm fucking disabled. My dad's not home. I, I do feel awkward that I'm at the fucking front of the house with my window open. Or not window open, but Is he making any progress? I don't know. His door's open. I think he's trying to dig. I don't know if he has, like, a shovel or anything. Is your mom home? She's in bed. (laughs) Oh, he's back in the car. I feel so bad. It's just, like, that I can't do anything. Oh. Right. He backed up. Now he's going forward. Oh, my God. Oh, he keeps spinning. He can't. Oh, he's going. He's going. He's going. He's going. Oh my god. (gasps) I actually think, well, I think the problem might have been, so my dad, when he shoveled, he shoveled, he also shoveled straight out from the walkway all the way across the driveway. So I think his back tires were stopped in the part that was clear. So it's like he couldn't get over the hump like the back tires couldn't get over the hump of the ice and snow to right. keep going versus if he had just stopped on the snow he probably would have yeah gone. no he was like there's like a little divot were... yeah exactly and i think he was stuck in the divot um wow that was who all that for my fucking old navy order i'm going to hell <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault i don't want these people to work in these conditions <laughs> oh my god Anyway, you were talking about the sophistication of applications. (laughs) Yeah, so on Indeed, you know, they send you these assessments to apply for it or, like, to fill out. You'd fill the assessment, and then you, like, the one job, it was like, oh, to do a one-way interview, and I did that. And then um, I guess I'm just, like, waiting to hear back, like, whether or not, you know, what my follow-up is. Um, There was two jobs I applied for on LinkedIn that I heard back from, and I got denied, which is fine. At least I heard back. And, um, yeah, I mean, I love buffing up my LinkedIn. I love, like, applying for jobs. I love just looking at jobs. I love just, like, everything. I made a Rover account for dog sitting. So that's getting renewed. That, that That's getting reviewed because they've run, like, a background check on you and everything to make sure you're, like, a normal, insane person. Um, so, yeah, I mean, otherwise, you know, I'm kind of, like, on the fence of, like, if I don't have a job by mid February then I'm just going to apply for somewhere around here and like work in person essentially um at like a retail store or something because like I don't really like to go this long without a job um I don't want to blow through my savings either because like if I'm really only working if I'm only really like looking for jobs to apply for and work until August then I just would rather be working somewhere. I can always apply for other shit, like, as I'm working at other jobs. Exactly. You know? But, like, I just think that I, I just want to work. Like, I just want to be able to have, like, some consistent flow of income. And you could probably, honestly, at so many places I feel like are hiring right now that I feel like you could even be somewhat picky about, like, what type of retail. Like, you don't have oh, to yeah. pick the bottom of the bit. Do you, how close is your nearest Costco? They pay good. I'm pretty close to Costco. There's one in my town. You should really think about Costco. I wonder what department I could work in. Because I can't really... I want to sit. What? That, okay, that's another thing. 
because again we talked about this with a bunch of jobs i hate that like they don't let a lot of places don't let cashiers sit down i think that's absurd i hate it's absurd. I, the fact that cashier jobs aren't accessible i don't understand why i don't get it all they would need to do is literally make one accessible aisle and suddenly a disabled per- like checkout stand and suddenly a disabled person could work but the fact that i mean this is very relevant uh, today's episode we're going to be talking about like money and financial stuff but uh i, I say as if we're not 40 minutes <laughs> like 40 minutes into recording but um listen girls are gonna talk um <laughs> also I'm, I'm probably gonna edit the entire thing about the the driveway and the man in the driveway stuff i think it's funny <laughs> i think it's entertaining i think it's suspenseful <laughs> we'll see um Anyway, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, this is very relevant to today's topic of money and financial stuff, just in terms of the lack of options for disabled people to even build the experience necessary for the jobs that are accessible to us. I think we have talked about this in our work episode before, Mm -hmm. um, but it's just like the fact that like as a disabled person, for the most part, you can't just go out and get a job because like entry-level jobs are manual labor and they don't let you sit down and all this stuff well right because i'm like i'm not gonna be able to stock shelves like i'm not gonna be able to lift boxes and like i did that when i worked in a retail job and it wore me the fuck out Mm. and like i know that nowadays i still can't really do that work anymore so i don't like want to do that but that's, like, what a lot of places do. Like, you can't just be a cashier. You're a ca- cashier and you're stocking shelves. You're mm. a cashier and you're running back and forth to get people shit. Like, I don't know. I, I think that, like, the, a lot of jobs like that, it's, like, that one job is also three other jobs. And it's, like, it, it feels... And that's why, like, I'm going to be picky because, like, it has to be worth it for me. And I also have to, like, fucking feel okay doing it. Because yeah. then I, I run into the same issues of, like, oh, if I don't feel well, then I'm not going to go to work that day. Because if I go to work, then I'm going to be doing all this, like, heavy lifting and shit that I can't do. Yeah. And, you know, that's why, like, remote jobs and working from home stuff would be so ideal. But also, like, if I'm not finding that and I'm also not, like, you know, I want to make sure I'm getting, like, compensated enough, period. So, like, if I'm not finding that stuff, it's like I got to kind of figure out where else you know, what places are, would be better off hiring me? And it's more, most likely stuff that's in person. And especially if I know someone that works there or like if I've been somewhere enough and I feel like they know me, like I'd rather do that than kind of just like keep waiting around to find jobs. Yeah. I feel like, um, there might be some remote, like customer service type stuff, which would be like, you know the bane of existence but I have friends who I think have done like as long as you have customer service experience which you do like they've you know taken like bank jobs and stuff like that where it's like you right know, um, and that's like what I've been looking at too level. like yeah. I've been applying for stuff like that that's like the job I had the one-way interview for mm-hmm. um so I'm hoping that I at least hear back from that because like doing the math and stuff like and I honestly think that even with a job like that, I'd kind of nego- try to negotiate a little bit of a higher, like, hourly pay because of how many years I've had it with customer service. Um, but also the thing is, too, a lot of those jobs are contract jobs. Ugh. And it's because, like, this one's in particular, it's contract, you get pa- paid an hourly wage for a few weeks, and then after that, you have a meeting and you, you negotiate, like, um, like, a commission rate. 
which I'm like, oh, I hate that because now it's not consistent. Now it's not consistent income. It's like if you have X amount of clients one week and X the next week, then it's different payments. But um, I hate that. Also, if you like the show, be sure to follow and rate it on whatever platform you're streaming this on, too, to help us reach more people because, you know, we're on every platform imaginable, really. And if we're not, listening. just tell us. And tell us we'll and we'll get on. Put it out there. <laughs> but rating and everything like that is so helpful for us, and we really appreciate it. So thank you, guys. Rate it five stars, of course. Don't, like, go on there and rate us. Like, you go on and you're like, yeah, I'll give you guys a rating, and you give us, like, three stars. One star. <laughs> and you're like, it's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, don't rate it if you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> good slow good it's a tote bag tote, i was gonna it. say <laughs> oh my god we have a lot of tote bag ideas if he listens um, it's his fall <laughs> if he listens it's his fall rock girl season tote bag ideas are amazing anyway which is um, so relevant because we're talking oh about merch and we literally so the original, I mean, we there we've had a lot of different like financial topics that we've wanted to talk about, but one of them is this concept of being part of like the monetization generation, where we feel like like hobbies are things that we can do, and so then it's like like as disabled people, like you know, hobbies like you know podcasting crafting all this stuff it's like these are things that we are capable of doing they're on our own time and you know schedule and all of that so it's like then it feels like there's pressure to monetize them especially since we struggle to do traditional work um but then it's like turning your hobby into a job is a lot of work but it's also just like even generally like looking around at our generation like both disabled and not it's like you know people like have a job and then they're like well let me also be a content creator talking about my job and then make money doing it. it's like really just fascinating or it's just I don't know it's like yeah no because I mean like I saw something today that was like Gen Zers have most people like that considers consider themselves Gen Z have two jobs they have a they have a consistent job like a full-time job and they also have like a side hustle mm, and yeah. like if and it's like people are like oh why are they work so much and it's like well because things are a lot more expensive in our 20s right now than it was you know when like our parents were in our, in our 20s so like a lot of gen zers have multiple jobs because the fact that you can't really make a full-time income doing something else and not to say that like other people can't like millennials and stuff but i think with gen z it's particularly harder is like most of us started working like in the pandemic age where like a lot of people were working from home or like there's a lot of stipulations on jobs so now it's like you're like okay well i also like i need to make money and it seems like doing stuff in person you know is cap you know we're capable of it but also like doing stuff online like you said content creation or um any remote work really like it can also be something you could do from home in your spare time it's like you have to utilize all of your time to like break even somehow like you know financially too yeah it's it it just feels like I think too because it's like with stuff like podcasts and content creation you're like it's so easy for it to start out as a hobby and then be like but it is a hobby that's a lot of work I want to be getting compensated you know and it's like I do think too it's like 
with stuff you're putting out into the world, you are providing a service in that way if you're putting it out right. for free. But it's like at the same time, like it just sucks that we're even in a position where it feels like everything needs to make money just because like you said, it's fucking expensive to live and that's I, I just like anything is a job like it's like anything that could potentially make money it's like you feel pressure to go after it because yeah you want to make it worth your time like i mean even i felt that like so early on without even really knowing it because in my early 20s like you know i'm 26 now but i started like instagram accounts where i talk about skincare i talk about plants i talk about you know now i have one with a business like all these stuff all this stuff and i remember like following influencers and felt very pressured to be like oh like i need to be posting all the time so this way i can gain followers and gain attention from different brands and also like you know make money off this get friends get sent free products and then it's like okay well then you lose the fun because now you're not posting skincare reviews of stuff that you like it's like you're posting shit that you want the attention from like even with the plant instagram account that i had like I'd be posting stuff and the one day like the Miracle Grow Instagram account followed me and I was like, oh my God, I should ask them for stuff. And it's like, no, like you, no, they're like, you're, you're just creating this shit with the plants and you're like the post because that's just what you like to do. Like not everything needs to be monetized and everything needs to be like, you don't have to like sell out, you know, to like. I was going to say, I think the worst part about the way that content creation is monetized is all it is, is advertising yeah i'm like when you think of it that way it just doesn't hit the same and i don't obviously i don't judge anyone who does it because there's you know all all the podcasts and youtube shows and all of that that i watched that you know that's literally how they have to make money so they can do this and i can enjoy it and i respect that um but yeah i mean I, I just, yeah. Um, and even just, like, the, inter, you know, because it's, it's, falls under, like, the entertainment category. Like, the entertainment industry, a lot of this stuff with, like, content creation. Because, like, you know, some of it seen as, like, an art and stuff like that. And I feel like it's just something where, like, you know, it's the same thing of, like, people that are, like, oh, like, actors and all these people that work in movies, like, want to get paid more money. Like, mm. you know, what do they even do? And it's, like well you're the one watching a movie every night before you go to bed like you know it's like an industry where people aren't really paid a lot for their time and and we're all really seeing that we're you know like we all just want to be paid for our time and like we all just kind of want to make a living doing off something that we love especially if people go from working full uh, a full-time job to then doing stuff like content creation full-time where you're making more money than you ever did but it's also like Okay, what happens when that's not the next thing anymore, you know? Um, but also, there's so much pressure because it's, like, you know, when I went viral on t- if you go from having 100 followers on TikTok to suddenly you have tens of thousands, like, the way that you can build an online audience nowadays and how many people can be content, like, it seems limitless in terms of right? how many people can be content creators, Um and it's like that pressure if you do have a viral moment if you do start to gain a following it's like well let me i should pursue this i should and it's like ugh. 
that's not what I want. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I even get that, too, because, like, with having a small business and posting on Instagram and stuff, I feel this immense pressure to be a content creator. To not only sell my products, but to sell myself so people buy stuff from me. Yeah. Because the amount of, like, small businesses that are like, yeah, like, you can't just get away with just posting your craft now. You need to post yourself. And I'm like, okay, well, what if I don't want to do that? Like, what if I don't want to record myself every second of the day to post on Instagram for people? Like, I just want to be able to to make art. Having to be an influencer for your own business. (laughs) Like, to advertise your own business. exactly. And, like, I, and I hate it because there's sometimes where I just don't, like, it makes me not want to post, which, oh, because I'm not posting, my, like, followers go down or my reach goes down. And then it's, like, it's going to take me months to build that back up to a point where, it's like sustainable again but it's also like a nightmare because I don't want to be posting every second of the day I don't want to feel like this immense pressure to be posting all the time no exactly and I mean I think that's I don't know I just think like it you know like we were talking about earlier with just like I don't know how hard it is to get jobs that will that are accessible to us that will support us like yeah support a living you know that type of stuff like but yeah and I think there's kind of you know we're in this time where it is so expensive to live and at the same time like I don't know how you feel about this but like for me like I have really no concept of like like when I graduate like what like what salary level I should be looking at that will actually support me in moving out and stuff um because I have no concept like because money is such like a thing people don't talk about like personal finances and stuff like they're not just throwing numbers around with each other transparently I I have no idea like I you know my friends who like have apartments I'm like how much do you pay for rent how much money do you make per month like these are the questions I literally want to know like what are your expenses because you know it's like there's always the like I feel like the occasional like personal finance lesson that would come up in fucking math class or whatever that's like you should never be paying more than a third of your income in rent and I'm like okay but isn't everyone now like or are they you know like I'm just like I don't know what to look for in that regard both from the salary perspective and from like the how much rent can I afford like actually afford because when you go to a rent calculator it's like this is how much is safe this is your max and I'm like yeah but what are people actually paying you know like yeah um Because it's one thing to be idealistic about it, but I just, like, I have no frame of reference for how much money the average adult makes and spends because I just don't have, like, transparent examples around me. Because it's, like, my parents are a horrible example because it's, like, they have a house and a mortgage. You know, it's, like, that's not... And they're not not, the same age as you. No, like, it's not something that makes sense for comparison. It's, like, it just... So I, I just have no frame of reference and I'm just like okay well I need to like know what you know salary level to be looking for to be asking for you know when I graduate so that way I know like how much like I'm gonna need to move out and plus being disabled is more expensive and so it's like I have to factor that in too um and so it's yeah no I mean you're 100% right because like I have jo- I have friends that have full-time jobs that are no longer in, like, the entry-level position of their careers. They are very, like, mid- to senior-level, honestly. And when they say how much money they get a year, it 
blows me away. And then I'm like, okay, realistically, it's like $52,000 a year. Like, <laughs> that's not, like, but that's yeah. not a lot of money. But, like, to me, somebody to us, who, it's so much money. <laughs> who has, like, who's only worked, like, minimum wage, part-time jobs and things like that, yep. like, that's so much money to me. You're, you're telling me you get paid $5,000 a month? What? And it's right. like... You know, in New Jersey, I feel like the medium median rent for apartments is around $2,000 a month. To me, that seems like a lot of money, but most people are getting paid, like, more than double that a month. So I'm like, oh, well, that's comfortable. You're fine. But, like, that's not including, like, you know, utilities most of the time. If you have to pay for a parking spot, that's not including, like, groceries. I mean, obviously, we know a huge chunk of people's monthly payments are student loans. Some people, the minimum is $500 a month, if not more. And other factors of, like, car insurance, like, travel money, anything to go anywhere. Like, God forbid, you have to, you know, you have to buy a new pair of shoes. You have to buy a new jacket. (laughs) Yeah, there's internet you pay for. um, You know, wanting money to put aside for savings. Like, right now, as someone that's, like, kind of primarily living off their savings in a way, it's almost, like, makes me anxious to spend any of that money because i'm like it took me a while to build this this cushion that i'm like if i start spending it how much longer will it take me to build this again Mm -hmm. and like because of the same reason of like not having like you know full-time work where i'm like i get paid a consistent amount of money every couple weeks so i'm like okay like this money from this paycheck can go into my savings and things like that um so almost like i just don't really know how to like it's like it makes it hard to budget and I feel like I live in this like this like living paycheck to paycheck or like living in such like strict terms for myself that's almost like causes me a lot of anxiety and stress because I don't like money worries are such like a like not like a I guess like I would say like a big thing but it's because it's something that like you know, it just, it's something new to me. It's, like, something uncomfortable. Like, oh, my God, like, you're telling me, like, if I have to put new tires on my car, it could be, oh, like, hundreds yeah. of dollars. And it's, like, yep. what am I supposed to do? Like, and it's, like, very nerve-wracking and it's very anxious. Like, it's it causes me to be very anxious. Um, yeah. And even, like, we've talked about this before, like, you and I, just, like, the concept of, like, credit cards and both of us being very new to the credit card fields. Like, we both got credit cards, like, late last year um it's almost just like oh my god building credit like it's a lot easier than I thought it was but also like I'm we're very much like teaching ourselves as we go and I feel like even most people got credit cards when they were like 18 19 years old when they first started college so us being like in our mid-20s getting credit cards now it's like I feel so late to the game Mm -hmm. because like my credit limit per month is like around two thousand dollars same um my so but i know more more of my friends it's like oh mine's like 20 grand yeah and it's because this is like their third credit card or they've had a really good relationship with the bank that they're working with so they know or again like you know they make a lot more money than we do so they can have like those high credit limits and everything and um my credit card is like i just get two percent cash back on every purchase that i use on the card i don't like gain points or anything but um you know that's another thing where i'm like you know, because some people are like, oh, like, credit points, you could be used towards, like, flights, you could be used towards hotels, you can use towards a lot of travel. And I'm like, okay, am I wrong? Like, did I get the wrong credit card? Did I get something wrong to start with? And it's like, I just, like, get so, like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just don't know where to go. Like, 
and it's hard to find like reliable information even too or just information that like is easily attainable and understand like you can understand because again like not having consistent income or consistent work it's like all right well i can't like like i don't want to hire i don't want a credit card that has a high interest month high interest rate every month because i'm not i don't have the consistent income to be paying off this credit card that much every month to prevent me from getting hit with the interest rate yeah, no, exactly. That is the problem is financial literacy stuff online is either marketing <laughs> right, or it's tailored to able-bodied people who are working and it's like, go get extra job, you know, go do this, go do own that. Own a property, own, Oh, yeah, just, like, it just are cars. not in the same situation as us at all. Um, I, you know, I don't think we have much to worry about right now in terms of like, you know, I, from what I understand, we just, you know, stick with our, you know, be consistent with our same credit card for a while. And then mine's a student card. And so when I graduate, it'll automatically turn into like just a normal one. Um, and then I don't know, I did recently switch to a um, credit union. And um, because I realized it's like, I do have quite a bit of savings from being um basically paid to go to school because I have so much financial aid and scholarships and um, which thank god because if I'm gonna have to pay for 12 credits theoretically out of pocket um because I've already been paid for the term it's like I'm like oh shit that's like gonna be a good chunk of change for 12 credits um and so um but it's like you know I just had I was at key bank before it was just normal generic same checking and savings account I've had since I was like 18 like mm -hmm. yeah. you know just it, absolutely you make no interest on your savings absolutely nothing like that and um and so I um I finally um yeah decided okay I need to switch to a credit union because why am I not like I have all this savings that is making no interest on it it should absolutely be making interest <laughs> so now I'm gonna be making like I, I haven't had a, f I haven't, I haven't been there a full month yet to know exactly how much I'm going to be, um, getting per month off my savings, but it's, like, over $50, like, it's, the fact that I could have been doing this for so much, I'm, like, damn, like, the free money is gone, like, devastating. <laughs> it's, it's funny to think about that, because, like, I was thinking about, like, you know, even when the sense of, like, oh, when I have, like, a job, um, investing into like it's like I want you know I'm like oh a credit union or like a Roth IRA and like investing money into it and like all like you know trying to like put money aside and not to even in the sense of being like oh so when my retirement funds like really big it's just more of like I like to have something that like makes me feel like I have control of my future especially financially because um, even like you said like you know I, I do have a bit of like money you know good money in my savings too so I'm like oh like be nice to like gain interest off that money uh -huh. that's sitting there because I've had a bank account since 2012 because I've had it before like when I that's like when I first started working so it's like you know you need a bank account to deposit your checks into um that uh I'm kind of like okay like I should look up like what's the next step of doing this like what's another thing to help me like gain interest on the money that's in my account and also just like I think it's just like it's something to do with just, like, maturity and, like, adulting. Like, that it's very, like, oh, look at me for, like, doing this. Like, look at me for being able to set myself up in this way. 
Which I will say, there's a lot of people our age who, because when I've talked to my friends who are like double my age kind of thing, like they're like, I mean, the best financial advice is just make sure you know what's coming in and going out. And I'm like, are you telling me there's people, but I know there's people who don't pay attention and don't even think that far. I open um, my bank account app like three times a day. <laughs> I I just like... I, you know, I've got my spreadsheets of tracking stuff and making sure I know how I'm spending my money and, like, trying to be thoughtful about it and stuff like that, but, um, but it's kind of like, okay, like, I think, you know, I can't have too high of hopes for, uh, just, you know, yeah, being Gen Z, the cost of living, like, everything, like, I can't have too high of hopes for what's financially (laughs) possible, but, um, I'm just kind of like, all things considered, I feel like I'm doing everything I should now. But, you know, like you said, we had to teach ourselves these things. Yeah. And we're still kind of learning as we go. And I don't know. It's... Ugh, it just all feels... Um, uh, it, it, it's... It is, yeah. Like, adulting stuff. Like Hashtag said. adulting. Hashtag oh stop God. buying your avocado toast. Hashtag that $5 coffee a week is uh, causing you to be in debt. Yes, 100%. Oh, my God. Um, but I want to talk more about uh, this concept of uh, crypt tax, which on social media it's often used as literally like hashtag crypt tax, um, and it's people sharing things that basically are things that like disabled people have to pay for, that, like, non-disabled people wouldn't in the same way. Um, Do you want to share some examples of things? So, um, one of the more recent uh, uh, crypt taxes that I've been paying is, like, when I um, would get, like, my frequent styes and having to buy new makeup to replace, you know, what I had to throw out. Because, like, you know, when you get a sty, if I, like, you know, the mascara I'm wearing right now, if I were to get a sty tomorrow, I would throw out this mascara because it has touched, like, a possibly infected, like, follicle on my eyelash, so I had to throw it out. Um, and that was something where, like, I would, like, I'm like, I'm not gonna buy mascaras until, like, this is gone because I'm buying these, like, 50, even the drugstore mascaras, like, they're, like, 15 bucks. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, if I buy mascara, use it, two days later I get a sty, all right, well, now I gotta throw out that mascara because it's tainted now and it's the same thing with any eye makeup or having to like routinely clean my makeup brushes because of that reason you know getting styes and um I know it doesn't sound like a big deal to most people but like dude imagine like buying a $25 like you know nice Marc Jacobs Sephora mascara that you treated yourself to and having to throw that away before it's even like close to expiring that sucks and also you were getting styes a lot. All the fucking time. I'm not even kidding. I would get a sty like every two weeks. Yeah. And it's not like a little sty. It would no. make my eyelids swollen. Yeah. And it was like disgusting. And it was just like very irritating. So what honestly what I kind of noticed that would get rid of my styes or at least like not get rid of them. But I'm not getting them as frequently anymore is because I stopped curling my eyelashes. Um... I felt like curling my eyelashes for some reason was causing me to open up to get styes. I wonder if it was causing, like, little, like, micro tears in my skin. And um, that was causing me to get, like, infections. But ever since I stopped curling my eyelashes, I haven't gotten a sty. Um, 
So interesting. But another thing, which is, this is obviously the shit that I deal with from having CF (laughs) is like having to replace nebulizers when they break or like when the filters inside them go bad. Like recently I was trying to take the, the tube that connects my neb cup to my nebulizer. It's just like a long plastic tube. I was trying to take that tube off. And when I took it off, it snapped the little piece that connects the tube to the nebulizer. Um, so I had to buy a new nebulizer and like, When I was a kid, nebulizers were not something that was easy to come by. You can go to drugstores now and buy one for like 30, 40 bucks. But when I was a kid, a nebulizer, you had to buy online. It was at, at least $100. So like my parents wanting me to, at, when I was a kid, like, you know, if I go somewhere and I leave my nebulizer at a, you know, at, on vacation or something, it's like, well, now I can't get one. You have to pay for a new one. They're very expensive. So when my nebulizer snapped... I was able to go to the drugstore to pick one up, but it was like, you know, now that's a 30, now that's 30 bucks that I had to spend that I really didn't need to. Um, I have to replace my nebulizer cups every six months and the cups can be around like $10 per cup. So it's like the cup consists of, you know, the cup itself and these like different attachments to help the medication turn from like liquid to, you know, vapor. Um, but like sometimes if I lose like the mouthpiece or if I throw it out on accident, well, now that's cups useless, no matter how Mm. long I've had it for. So I have to buy a new one. And a lot of these places too, is like, you have to submit like, um, like a prescription to buy the nebulizer cup. So like, I can't just, I mean, I'm sure I could go on Amazon and buy a bunch, but I also want to make sure they're like medical grade and that they're not like a single use one. Um, so, like, when I went to Disney in May, I left, like, two pieces of, like, two separate nebulizer cups in my hotel room on accident. So, I had to buy new cups because of that. Um, and I also have, it's a, it's actually, it's a, the sterilizing machine I use to clean my neb cups with is called a Wabi. It's actually a baby bottle sterilizer. Oh, okay. Um, so, at least that's something where, like, you know, if I have to buy a new one, I can buy something like that from Target, Walmart, XYZ. But... They're still expensive machines. The one that I have is at almost $100, $200. But what was kind of nice is the company I got it from, the Wabi company did send me like a discount code because of having a disability and being able to use oh. it for nebulizer cups. They sent me like $80 off, which I'm like, okay, thanks. Like you didn't have to do that. But I appreciate it a lot. Um, so I saw that machine, but like that's something else where I'm kind of just like, one day, like, I use this every, almost every single day for the past couple years. I wouldn't be surprised if it shits out on me, you know, That's between cute. now like and you then. you said, they're baby bottle cleaners. Your baby, do, you know, you're you're using it longer than a baby would be on bottles. Exactly, yeah. Um, having to buy certain Tupperware that I only clean my med, like, my Nev cups in. Um, because after I do like my medication, you know, after I do my inhaled medication in the morning, I take those cups apart and then I soak them in hot soapy water for like 20 minutes, um, to kind of help like clean them out. And then I put them in the sterilizer. Um, so I'm like, I have to buy separate Tupperware for that, which I, the one day my dad used the Tupperware to store pasta in. Oh my God. Oh, I was so mad. I was, I was like, oh my God, this is like. This is my vomit bowl that nobody else should be touching, you know? I'm going to bring that up every episode now. <laughs> I have to worm the vomit bowl into some Make a bingo card and have the vomit <laughs> bowl as the free space. Um, so, you know, I, I use certain Tupperware only for my neb cups and also, like, certain towels and things like that. Um, also, just the time it takes to clean everything and making sure that it's all clean. Um, and there's also, like, specialty medication cups that I have that are for, like, certain antibiotics that you have to use, like 
um, like 70% like alcohol to clean them with, mm. or um, they're also those med those med those med cups I get sent when I order the medication through like my home care pharmacy. They send me a new cup to go with it. But otherwise, that cup itself is like 45 bucks if Jesus. I have to. So if I have to buy a new one of them, if I again throw a piece out, it breaks, and I have to buy a new one. Now that's almost fifty dollars. That's like right out the window. Um, and the machine, because like you know, I have a nebulizer machine that I use for all my inhaled medications. But there's inhaled antibiotics that need a different machine. So the different machine is like you know, it is. I haven't had to buy a new one in a very long time, so I can't remember like what part if all of it is covered by insurance or if it's not. Some of them are when it's like certain medications. But this one machine that I have is eight hundred dollars. So if I have to buy a new machine, <laughs> impossible. Um, and I also had this one machine that's called an IPV machine, which is like another um, nebulizer machine, but it does like percussion air to help like uh, push air into your lungs to help break up mucus in your lungs. That's kind of what the percussion does. This machine I used for, I think my entire like middle school and high school years. The one day it stopped working, and also the nebula. Don't even get me started. The nebulizer cups for that machine were like fucking metal. They were crazy. One one cup broke, and because it broke, I literally couldn't use the machine anymore because the tubing on it was so specific that the company stopped making it, which oh meant God. that the machine itself, this thousand dollar machine, was practically useless. All because of, like, just one day dropping something on the ground. And the fact that, like, that seems to be, which this is a whole other thing, it seems to be a very common issue with, like, any of the breathing treatment industry is that because there's so many new machines and so many new methods and medications, they're constantly cycling out, like, new stuff, old stuff, new ideas, defunct ideas. Like, there's so many things that they're doing that... You can be using this machine every day for five years. Well, now you want to get the same machine again because something breaks. You cannot find it. You cannot find anybody to service it, and you're completely done. So now it's like you have to buy a different machine or you got to figure out something else. And a lot of the times, like, insurance won't cover new machines because they're like, well, you have that old one, don't you? It's like, okay, well, the old one doesn't work. We'll get it to work. And that's it. Like, you're – and now you're, like, fighting with people on the phone because of this. And it's absolutely crazy because it's something where, like, I'm like, dude, nobody talks about this. There's no places to find any information about this stuff. And these companies that you call to talk to are, like, less than helpful. So you're not even able to find an answer from anybody. And you're kind of just, like, stuck with this, like, broken shit now. Well, and I think, too, like, you, you made a good point earlier when you were talking about, like, the cleaning and all of that is just, like, you know the the saying is time is money it's like being disabled or chronically ill takes so much more time out of your everyday life just to do anything or the extra things you have to do um and so that's like a thing or like you know missing work for doctor's appointments or shit like that like it just it adds up or just the time and energy aspect you know I don't I just that's like a whole nother like don't even get me started but um, just to rattle off some other things that cost money that other people probably don't have to think about, um, replacing and repairing mobility aids. 
my new scooter was $2,000. Um, whenever I have to get it serviced, like, I just, I, you know, when I got the lift in the van, um, that was, I believe that was $6,500. At the time I was on SSI, that was more than I make in a year on SSI. Um, when I got pedal extensions to be able to drive, uh, they were $300. When you get pedal extensions, they are specific to the pedals of the type of car you have. And I hadn't even thought about this before, but I saw another person with dwarfism posting about it. How do you test drive a fucking car if you don't have the pedal extensions for it? You simply, I don't know, I guess you don't. You just sit in it and go, well, I hope this will work. Like, I was like, holy shit, I had never even thought about that. Because, like, oh God, I, the car yeah. I drive is just the one we already had. Right. Um, and so, like, I didn't, it's not like I was choosing. And, like, God know. forbid you need to get a rental car. Oh, yeah, I don't even, I, like, I literally don't consider it. I, I, I hate the concept of, like, road trips. I, there's, I have no choice to alternate driving. Like, I signed up on the carpool spreadsheet for work which I don't think anyone lives in my area so I probably won't be carpooling anyway but it's like it's like I'm like well no I have to drive because it's such a pain in the ass to take the pedal extensions on and off like I have to be the one driving which is my time you know energy do right. you know and stuff um other you know the tips on my crutches wear out um and I probably don't replace them as often as I should um, I've been noticing lately that the Velcro on my leg braces are wearing out, which means I'm probably going to have to get set up with an orthotics provider for the first time since like being aged out of Shriners where I could get it done for free. Um, and although I am hoping that if I do connect with um, a new company that they can maybe help me figure out new shoes too, because I'm sure they're used to dealing with people needing new shoes. I literally, my shoes are getting worn out and I cannot find a single pair that fit so what happened with the most recent brand that you tried they weren't they didn't work they weren't deep enough oh okay i need wide deep shoes that are kid size <laughs> it doesn't exist uh you know all these adaptive shoe companies exist now and they're still not adaptive enough for my feet um and so that could end up being me shelling out a bunch of money um, because that's the thing, like with mobility aids, with stuff, I don't know about orthotics, again, outside of a Shriner setting where I was getting it all for free no matter what, but I don't know if they take insurance, because like, scooter, no insurance, like, you know, like, it, the van lift, no insurance, like, they don't take insurance towards those things, so, um, yeah. Um, some other things, um, I, since I can't reach to tie my shoes, I had to get elastic shoelaces when my mom broke her leg and could no longer, like, help in the kitchen. I bought a separate microwave and toaster and stuff because she would just always microwave or toast things for me because I couldn't reach them, which it did make things more accessible to me, but we already had a microwave and toaster. Yeah. I just couldn't reach them or, like, my separate counter that they're yeah. on and stuff, um, being short I have a million stools everywhere um something that you and I have been talking about more recently and I think we might have mentioned last episode or maybe it was just when we're always talking about snacks but you know pre-prepped food yeah. um because it's like the time and energy and sometimes 
physical strength and things needed to like prepare like produce or things like that like sometimes you just can't do it and it costs more money yeah to buy like the pre-cut apples or pre-sliced this or you know meals that you can put in the microwave and stuff like that like it's it adds up it's so it's it's such a difficult like it's it's hard to navigate like cooking for yourself in this like you know and and still trying to like adhere to like your own accessibility exactly and i know i know for you you know you've talked about it's like you know you have to you literally have nutritional needs related to your chronic illness right you need nutrient dense food which usually is more expensive and like i am very thankful that like there's um the one company that i order my like uh what do they call this um like my enzymes from for like that i eat food with you know my six pills i take every meal there's a lot of like nutritional support programs that they provide so like they send me monthly supplements like they send me monthly like vitamins to take monthly Mm -hmm. probiotics and monthly like protein shakes or like protein dense like snacks like protein bars um so the protein shakes is something that like i'm so thankful for because they're not meal replacement shakes but they're something that will hold me over in between now and then that like are made with like you know grass-fed milk or like um fruits and vegetables and they're like healthy and it's like good companies they're like organic like you know organic uh ingredients that they use in these protein shakes so i'm very thankful for that but also that's something where like when i talked to one of the representatives they're like oh you only get that stuff if you're like on certain health insurance plans otherwise like you can't get it if you're on medicaid because you're already getting help from the government I'm like, okay, well, that kind of sucks because, like, just because you're getting help from the government doesn't mean you have enough money to buy these, like, $20, like, vitamins every month um, or even just be able to reach your nutritional, like, needs. And, like, be somebody that has CF, it's like, I have to eat so much fucking food to feel full. So, like, not only am I making one sandwich to take with me to work, I'm making two sandwiches half the time or I'm taking or I'm eating more food, which, like, you know, oh, if you buy, like, a box of these four burritos and you eat two a day, well, that box is gone by tomorrow. Like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot harder to kind of, like, figure out. And then, like, at some points, I'm, like, not eating enough because I almost just get tired of being hungry. That mm. I'm, like, I'll make, like, one of my sandwiches or whatever. And then I'm, like, holy shit, like, I'm starving still. I'm almost, like, tired of eating at this point because I don't want to be eating all the food that I just bought. A lot of that food that I'm even talking about to, that is more nutrient-dense is a lot more expensive. Like, being able to buy food that has high protein or high fat content. Like, I was talking about, like, the Oatly Oat Milk last week. Uh, a, a carton of Oatly Oat Milk is, like, fucking $7 half the time. And I go through that in less than a week. Like, that's crazy. And, like, even, like, the yogurt. It's, like, thankfully, like, a cup of yogurt, like, if you buy, like, a Chobani yogurt, it's no more than, like, $2. But, like, if I eat, like, two of those a day, like, you know, and there's only a four-pack or a six-pack, like, it's just, it's so, it's so nuts. And, like, that's almost another thing, too, with, like, bringing it back to, like, not knowing how much things, like, not knowing how much, like, adults make is that, like, when I live on my own, I have, I'm not going to have really any concrete idea of how much money I'm going to be spending per month on groceries if, my voracious diet does not calm down. <laughs> like, I'm going to be spending more than my monthly income, more than half of my monthly income on just food alone to, like, satiate my 
like dietary needs and that's what pisses me off that so many things are means tested and i mean i get it to some degree and that there's never enough funding put towards helping meet people's basic needs but i'm like being disabled being chronically ill is more expensive and so even if you make enough money it's like your cost of living is so much higher that it's like if it's like oh well these programs are only exist to help the poorest of the poor people it's like okay i'm glad they're getting the help they need but there needs to be wider like i just oh the means testing bullshit it's like if you need help you need help i don't know um something else i think about too is like there are things that i wish I could just do myself I would be happy to learn to do it myself but I'm not physically capable of changing my oil of changing my windshield wipers so I pay somebody else to fucking do it and it pisses me off because I'm like I would happily learn and do these things but I or like car washes which I only go like twice a year anyway but car washes are fun though sometimes car washes are a treat Still, I'm like, I could fucking wash the car myself, but I also, can't. Also, something with, we, we've talked about this too, is like, I know you said you literally want to get into sewing so you can tailor your own clothes. So I don't have to pay somebody else to you don't do it. don't have to pay somebody else to do it. Because like you said, what is it, almost like $10 per article of clothing? Yep. And it's like, imagine, you know, versus just some scissors and thread. And, you know, I already have a sewing machine. I already have the stuff I need. I just don't have the skill. But, again, that would be time and energy. But it's, like, yeah. I wouldn't be paying. It's, ah, it's so frustrating. It's so much. And, like, honestly, like, you know, I, I even thought about this before when we were talking about, like, time management with your illnesses. When I, when my, like, doctors are, like, oh, you're one, you know, you're sick right now, so you're one inhaled antibiotic, you have to do it three times a day. It's, like, that's, like, a fucking half hour for each treatment so like that's an hour and a half every day that's not including cleaning the shit and making sure that it's ready for me to do the next day because who else is doing this if i have to do my medication in an hour and my stuff's not clean it's not gonna just miraculously get clean i have to put it together i have to do it i think about like when i go places like when i go to work or whatever or if i'm meeting a friend somewhere and you know we're meeting there so we drove separately kind of thing it pisses me off so bad that like able-bodied people can just get in the car and drive i have to fucking stand there let uh, wait for the you know robotic back door of the car to open stand there and hold the button for my lift to come out load my scooter stand there and hold the button to load it back in get my stool out of the back seat put my crutch away get in the car, pull my stool up into the car, readjust my seat because I have to slide it all the way back so I can fit the stool like across the steering wheel into the passenger seat. Meanwhile, at that point, my friends are like halfway home. (laughs) Not literally, but it's like, I mean, it takes, you know, five to, if like, if my scooter is like in the garage charging, like I can't just, if it's not already in the car, I'm having to like, take all that extra time just because it's like usually if my scooter's already in the car when I'm leaving for work or whatever like then my stool I don't put it back away in the car because I'm parked in the garage so I just have it ready to go I can just get up and go but it's like anytime and doing that shit in the fucking rain when other people can get out of the car and run to wherever they're going yeah and I can't I just have to go or like I'll be going full speed on my scooter but I can't go faster than that like it's just Oh my god, it's just 
so frustrating and it's like that's why it's like when I tell people how early I leave to get to stuff I'm like I have to factor in getting into the car to leave and getting out of the car when I get there and then getting to wherever I'm going and being on time and that's how I feel with like for me it's like almost like the getting ready before I leave my house because of doing my treatments in the morning and my medication and everything and like I know like oh yeah I can put my medication together the night before and stuff but even with doing that like you know, it still takes me 10 minutes to put my treatments together and then to clean everything. I don't clean everything afterwards all the time, especially if I'm in a rush. But, like, I like to make sure they're soaking in their water so this way that it doesn't, like, the chemicals don't build up. But, like, I, I have to give myself two hours to get ready in the morning and 45 minutes of that is literally sitting in my bed doing my treatments. Like, yep. it's so different. And that's why people will be like, oh, what are you doing in 10 minutes? Don't ask me to hang out right away, okay? Like, I, if I don't have my plans for the day set up already, then, like, I'm, I can't be there because I have to, I just don't have the time. Or, like, I, I can't, you know, I can't be somewhere in a half hour after waking up. It's impossible. And I cannot believe we have not said the C word this whole episode. But as we have said before, capitalism is not set up for people with disabilities. It's yes. set up to fucking eliminate us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just think about how often, like, you're having to, like, when you were, like, working and stuff, even though you didn't work very often, you were, like, still occasionally, like, sorry, I have a doctor's appointment that's going to wear me out. Like, or I, you know, I'm sick. Like, like it's, like, having to literally miss work because of your condition. Like, Yeah, or also ugh. just, like, doctor's appointments that, like, doctors i'd be like oh can you come in at one o'clock girl yeah this is your job but what about my fucking job exactly like i can't pop into a doctor's appointment during fucking lunchtime you think oh yeah i wait i wait a half hour in the office half the time before i even seeing anybody like and i i feel like that's just another thing too with like doctor's offices that are not open past five o'clock oh my god like you're eliminated and that's why like, like you're literally eliminating the entire workforce by doing that like Yep, you're forcing us to take time off to go to the doctor and either use paid time off or, like, Or go on a Saturday not. morning when everybody else is there, too. And, um, and I just generally think, like, schedules and stuff, like, I just think it's, like, like, if you were able to make your own schedule, you'd be able to give yourself more time in the morning knowing you have your treatments and stuff instead of having to get up extra early or whatever. Right. Um everything is fake and not real and <laughs> and disappointing ah <laughs> uh, facts well you all know what time it is you know what time it is it's pod don't post cassie hit me with yours josh hutcherson is my white boy of the month <laughs> knocking out timothy chalamet knocking out willy wonka um when i told courtney that timothy chalamet might be my white boy of the month she said, mm, can we pick a different one? <laughs> can we pick a different one? Um, and that's so valid. And so I'm so happy to say that somehow I went from her sending me Josh Hutcherson memes <laughs> to the Josh Hutcherson celebrity crush. Like, what is that pipeline? I was not expecting to end up here, but now I'm like... <laughs> kicking my feet and giggling watching his interviews i love josh husserson he is such a classic like he's very underrated i mean when you said he's been our white boy of the month every month since we were 10 you're so right <laughs> bridget herbithia bitch bridget like, herbithia uh fucking zathura are you kidding me i the hunger games i've never seen it but it's okay 
Honestly, I haven't. I don't know. I think I saw the first oh. one. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, Josh Hutcherson was in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I almost kind of wanted to see it. <laughs> Listen, I am very motivated by attractive people. I, he's just good ha- in that one because he's like grimy and sad. Like because he plays oh. this like depressed kid that like he lives with his sister. His oh, his brother was kidnapped when he was a kid. Like he he's got like some good lore behind him. <sighs> um, yeah, no, he's he's a good one, and I love how like you know the whole whistle meme of him. How he was just like, yeah, some kid just made a video. He's like, I don't really care. I'm not very online. He's, yeah, he's like, like I don't care. <laughs> like, I think that that's amazing that he was just so like, yeah, this is what the internet likes this week. Okay. Like, he's like, also, I don't give a fuck. When I texted you yesterday and I was like, he's 31. And you were like, Cassie, we're <laughs> mid-20s. You act like he's like, I like I really, to me, 31 sounds like fucking ancient. And I'm like... <laughs> No, I'm actually old now, and well, that's not like, that old. Josh Hutcherson, when we when he first started acting, he was relatively young, like in Bridge of Terabithia. I don't know if that's his like first like work, but um, I feel like at that time, like it doesn't surprise me that he's like what five six years older than yeah. us. Um, because he said he was like like twelve when Bridge of Terabithia. Oh, okay, was well, because like. I mean, even Jennifer Lawrence, like, finding out that she's, like, 31, 32, like, surprised me, I guess, because I felt, I felt like she felt older mm-hmm. to me. Um, but I also know that, like, that's she's kind of a... just a household name. Right. Especially compared to somebody like Josh Hutcherson, who I feel like flies under the radar. And I feel like before his movies that have come out, you know, in the past couple months, he was kind of chilling. Yeah, he wasn't really doing too much, like, acting work. Um, but, yeah, when you said he was 31, I was like, that's not even that old, so, like, it wasn't surprising me at all, because, like, 31, you're still a baby. <laughs> I hear you, I see you. <laughs> Meanwhile, the and... one episode, I, I said 40-year-old people, I said, and you're like, oh my god, my friends are 40, they're, 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 40's not old. 40's I, not old, but 31 me, is. Here's the thing, when I have a celebrity crush, I'm googling their age to figure out if we can be <laughs> like i'm 15 i will do this the rest of my life okay i will be looking at their age is it acceptable for me to be in love with them and um i guess the answer is yes yeah (laughs) like 31 so old i'm only an adult teenager i'm only just i'm just a little baby teenage adult (laughs) no cassie you're fucking 25 going on 26 get not babies anymore um yeah well, what's your pod don't post? My pod don't post is, um, I'm glad that I don't have access to my Twitter circle anymore because if I did, I would totally be shit posting when I'm depressed. Like I'm 15. Like when you're like you're when you're like in high school and you're upset and you're like friends are hanging out with each other, so you're like post about like I'm sad, guys. Why does nobody <laughs> care about me? And it's yes. like me being like 26 and doing that is actually cringe. It's not live your truth cringe. It's like Mariah, text your friends cringe. I'm glad I don't have access to Twitter because I would totally be posting like that when I'm upset because I sometimes resist the urge um, to do so. And Twitter circle felt so good to post on when you were like sad oh, because only cool, like 30 people yeah. saw it. Although then I, f- I, I started to feel guilty that those people had to see it. Oh my God, right? That I'm like, oh my God, this person that like... I was friends with in high school and haven't talked to in 10 years, but like them enough to put them on my Twitter circle is reading about me being depressed. 
sometimes I think about like making like yeah like a like a Twitter spam account that's completely anonymous yes and I'm like for what for what text your friends write in your journal bitch yeah like cry about go cry about it (laughs) Go, go cry about it literally well, that's a wrap on this week's episode. Be sure to follow the Cassie and Mariah show wherever you listen to podcasts at TCMS Pod on Instagram and look out for new episodes every Wednesday. Bye. Bye.